Hello there, return homies, Jeff Heimbach here. Now, before we jump into episode 32.3, a little crazy, I just wanted to pop in real quick and let you know something that a lot of you have requested is actually now a reality. The Ramekins have finally released their greatest hits album. That's right, The Ramekins Songs to Return Home is now available on iTunes, Amazon, and wherever the heck else you download music. I don't know where you do that anymore. Can you go to, like, The Wiz? Is that still a thing? That's probably not a thing. I'm probably showing my age. Or, if you like to listen, you know, wherever the heck you are with streaming services, it's on Spotify and all those other streaming stuff too. It includes seven amazing tracks from your new favorite band, and it is so good. Who knew that the Ramekins were going to release another album? I had no idea. So, what are you waiting for? Go rock out to the Jersey Devil. Find the weird with Let's Go Find the Weird. Heck, you could even summon your own favorite supernatural killing machine with the Raggedy Man, though that's probably not recommended to do that in the house. You should probably do that outside so, like, you can run away. Anyway, The Ramekin's Songs to Return Home is available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and more. Check out the links in the show notes below, and now get ready for part three of episode 32, A Little Crazy. After our outside time ended, Amy and I went back inside with the others. However, finding that carving on the tree proved it to me. None of what was happening right now was real. Something strange was going on, and I was going to get to the bottom of it. Even if Buddy, Amy, and DW, or whatever they were calling themselves, didn't believe me, something had put us in this place, and now it was up to me to stop it. I bided my time the rest of the afternoon, keeping to myself, deciding that I would talk to them at dinner and convince them of my plan. However, that didn't go over well. Oh, you are out of your damn mind, boy. Davy's right, you're nuts. So you saw some initials carved into a tree? Who cares? They weren't initials. Well, yes, they were initials, but they weren't the initials of someone, but something. Does it matter? You were freaking out out there. You're lucky they didn't give you a sedative or something. Um, according to Gene Wilder, it's pronounced sedative. Look, we get it. You've been telling us these stories for months, and frankly, we're sick of it. What can we do to get you to stop? N no, it's not gonna stop because the trees prove my point. Okay, so what is it you plan to do with this life-changing information? I have to... I, I don't know yet, but it's all related. The carvings, the memories, even the photos that Nurse Nemoson takes. It's gotta be. Amateur photographer aside, again I ask. Does any of that matter? Yes, it matters. Of course it matters. Everything that happens in this town matters. Well, there's not much you can do to- Wait, what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. You cut me off. Not you. You. What did you say? That everything happens in this town matters? Yes, that. Why? I don't know. It just sounds familiar. Oh god, not you too. We have to see those photos. The ones she takes. We need to get into the filing room. But it's locked up tight. And only head nurse Zane has the key. And what happens when you get into the filing room and find these photos? Then what? Then I'll know for sure. I don't know how or why, but somehow seeing those photos will help. 
I I'm sure of it. And let's say we help you get into that room, and after you see the photos and nothing is out of the ordinary with them... And if there's nothing about them, then... I'll stop. With the ranting and the raving? And driving us crazy with all these false memories and different names? Yes, I, I promise. But I if I am right... Fat chance. Then you have to help me. Deal? Alright. Deal. Deal. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, so now, how the hell do we get into the filing room? Well, we may be a step ahead of you with that. Ben? Oh no, no way. Come on. No, I worked really hard to get that, and I am so not putting it at risk because of this. Just one swipe. Easy peasy. And no one will ever know. What are you guys talking about? A few months ago, someone managed to be a little sneak and grabbed a key. You did what? Shh! You've had a key this whole time? One of the nurses kept leaving his keys out the same place at the same time every time he used the restroom, so I just so happened to swipe one. You know, just in case, for future use. And to get extra pudding cups from the kitchen after hours? It's not my fault they're so good. And this key will definitely open the filing room. It opens everything else. When do we do this? Now? No, no, no. Let's wait. It's movie night. Maybe we can sneak out when everyone else is occupied? That's perfect. But it's bedazzled. I loved Elizabeth Hurley in that. You've seen it a thousand times. Besides, if I gotta do this using my key, then you gotta do this when I say, and don't say why. Because the answer is because you lobster macaroni me. Wow, that sounds really familiar too. Okay, so meet in the hallway at the start of the second act? When's the second act? Just follow my lead. The rest of the evening was fairly boring, as we all tried to keep a low profile. When movie night started at 8pm, we all decided to not sit together so it would not look suspicious. I waited until I saw the others make their move, and then followed them out of the room to rendezvous in the hall. We quietly moved toward the filing room, but Ben stopped in front of the door. Are you sure you guys want to go through with this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am insanely curious now. Alright, but if we get caught, this was your idea, Jonathan. Thank you guys. I, I really owe you one. You owe us being quiet if we're right. And we will be. Ben took a massive key ring out of his pocket and quickly shoved the key into the door. It unlocked with a noise that was louder than I would have hoped for, but fortunately no one came running to stop us. The door swung open and we filed inside before quickly shutting the door behind us. Okay Sherlock, what's next? Can we turn on a light? Am I the only one who came prepared? He pulled a small book of matches out of his pocket. He lit one, and the small flame provided barely enough light for us to see. Let there be light. Look for the filing cabinets that have your files in it. Probably organized by... last name? But be quiet, just in case. Though the room wasn't that large, we each went toward the cabinets holding our respective names. I pulled open the one marked B and began to look for mine. Within moments, I found it. Barker, comma, Jonathan. It was all contained within a binder, which I quickly went through. The first few pages were nothing of importance. Intake pages, family history, and notes from Dr. Von Stuper. However, after that, there was page after page of photo album pages that contained what seemed to be hundreds of Polaroids. The photos that Nurse Nemosin had taken. The first few pages seemed fairly normal. Just photo after photo of me, staring blank-faced into the camera, just like I had done day after day for who knows how long. But by page 5, the photos changed into something... different. At first I thought it was a trick of the very little light we had, but there was no way this could be an optical illusion. Uh, guys? What the 
hell? Are you seeing this too? The photos were still of me. However, the first strange thing was that they showed me as a young child. There was one of me playing catch with my father, another opening birthday presents, and yet another of me in daycare. And then there were more of me at various times during my life, giving a speech in my 8th grade class, reading in the library with Buddy, hanging out in Helmholm, performing a show in college, walking the local boardwalk, the photos kept coming. But despite my being in them, I didn't remember any of these things actually happening. Okay, what the hell is going on here? Why are all these pictures of my life in here? And why are there pictures of things I don't even remember? This is a trick, right? It's gotta be a trick. Here's one of me, Jonathan, and Amy running away from... Are those bunny rabbits? When the hell was I ever standing on a waterfall in a wedding dress? I don't even know what I'm looking at here. As I continued looking through the pages, I started seeing an alternate version of my life in all of these photos. Seriously, Jonathan, what is this? I think... These are memories. Memories? There is no way this photo of me and a strange man fiddling while something that looks like an ancient Rome burns in the background is a memory. Wait, l let me think about this. Ben, who is Roderick Sinclair and why do I have a picture of the two of us seemingly doing some kind of voodoo ritual over his grave? Uh, look, all of this stuff, this is the stuff I was telling you about. It's real, look. I, I remember them, but I also... Don't. Okay, this is too weird for me. I get finding photos of you doing things, but my own? Look at this one. Where are we? A tree? We huddled around Ben as he took one of the photos out of his binder and held the match closer to it so we can get a good look. He was right. We did seem to be in some kind of gigantic tree, but for what reason? Look out! The match's flame got too close to the edge of the Polaroid and caught fire. Ben quickly let it go as it burned in his hand and let it drop to the floor. Ow! Within moments, the flame disintegrated the photo into ash. Nice going. We better be careful. We don't want to start an actual fire. Quick, let's just, uh, let's just grab a couple of these and get the hell out of here. It was the fairies. The what? In the tree. We were there because of the fairies. What are you talking about? They kidnapped some children and we went there to find them. Are you out of your mind? No, 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 wait. He's right. It was the fairies. And they had Amy, too. Who had me? And they were wearing a skin suit to make them look human, but they clearly didn't look human. And, and we, we used, used bug, bug spray, spray to, kill, to them. kill them. Dude, you remember. Holy crap, I do. Why do I remember that? What was that that was in the photo? Oh my god, that's it. You destroyed the photo, so... The memory came back. I am really confused now. I, I don't know how, I don't know why, but that camera that Nemosin uses, I, I think it takes a memory, and, and it comes out in the photo. And then she files them away here so we don't see them. And the one we just burned up, you got it back. Huh? So you're saying we need to burn these photos? Burn, destroy, whatever you need to do. If we get rid of them, I think we're gonna remember our former lives. Okay, so maybe we do want to start a fire. Tear them out. All of them. Just throw them in the trash bin. Oh, how I love unexpected arson. The four of us began to tear the photo pages from our binders and toss them into the bin. When it got too full, Ben threw a match at it to burn them up. As the photos began to burn, we slowly began to regain our memories. All the things that we were made to forget. But 
actually made us who we were. I didn't realize I could see in the dark and had supersonic hearing. Wait, was I a porcelain ballerina? For some reason, I miss Big Jones Cafe Olay. We continued this process a few times, burning up every last photo until there was nothing but ashes left and until Ben and David were back to being Buddy and DW. How the hell did this happen? Why are we in this hospital? I don't know, but I'm just really glad to have you guys back. It's good to be back, dude. And really, Davey, that's what the D stands for? Oh, hush up. Just wait till you learn the W. So what's the plan? Well, we have our memories back, but we still don't know how we got here. But the good news is, Nemosin doesn't know that we know. I think we have to get a hold of that camera. Ah, oh, crap. What's wrong? The movie's almost over. We need to head back soon. That wasn't a false memory, by the way. I really do love that movie. Okay, new plan. Let's head back. If they see we're missing, we're gonna be screwed. Let's just wait until later tonight and then meet back up again and try to find the camera. Okay. Let's do this. We cleaned up the mess of ashes as best we could and then quietly left the room. However, as we started to make our way back to the common room, a low wailing pierced the silence and it stopped us all in our tracks. What was that? Whatever it is, I'm just going on record and say, I'm not a fan of it. It's coming from the room at the end of the hall. I, I heard it the other day, too. Yeah, I've heard it a few times, too. Should we check on them? Yeah, maybe they need our help. But we need to get back before they notice. Come on, just a peek. We'll be quick. I mean, I do have the key. Okay, fine. But just a quick look to make sure they're okay, and then we gotta run back, okay? Come on. The four of us made our way down the hall, and the wailing got louder. By the time we reached the door at the end of the hall, it was almost unbearable. Okay, now I'm not so sure about this. It's creepy. I mean, you made me come all this way and we're standing right here. We might as well, right? We'll be quick. Okay, fine. Just hurry. Buddy put his key into the lock, and the door's lock screeched. Sorry. He opened the door, and all of us looked into the darkness, trying to find the source of the sound. Hello? Anybody home? Buddy lit two more of his matches and handed one to DW to allow a little more light into the room. We were able to see two beds, one on either side of the room. Both looked like someone was lying in them. I had always assumed that there was only a single occupant in this room, but apparently I was wrong. However, the wailing seemed to be coming from the one on the right-hand side. Buddy and Amy went over there to look, while DW went to the left. I stood frozen in the doorway. The other day, the wailing seemed familiar, and it was beginning to dawn on me as to why. As the light from the match danced across the person's face, the wailing stopped. Their eyes looked directly into mine, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I looked over to where DW was standing, and the woman in that bed was staring at me too. When it finally dawned on me as to why, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh my god. Jonathan? Is that you? Mom? Dad? Return Home, Episode 32, A Little Crazy. You just listened to Part 3 of 4. It was written and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Alyssa Retorno, Clarence Leonard, Cleve Nettles, Taylor Thorne, Paulina Logan, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. 
questions, comments, want to get your own memories back? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.